Welcome to Unbooking the Tank, Katari, the bonus series from Booking the Territory, where we look at the ups and downs of the in-ring career of Tank Abbott. This week, Tank Abbott's in a battle royal. I'm going to give you the chance of a lifetime there, Doug Dillinger. I'll let you come out here and take a shot on me. Wait till he finds out what's behind door number one. Something down the road at the Silverdome in six playing to an empty house. Because the real deal is here. Oh, here he comes. Get that fat duck ass out here. I'll tell you something, Mike. He's not done yet. This man, Tank Abbott, is making a name for himself. So how are you this week, Dan? I'm incredibly excited. We're getting Tank Abbott fucking up who knows how many people. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. This show's one of the go-homes for Slambury, so yeah, hopefully it'll be a good show as well. But are you drinking this week, Dan? Uh, I am, and you know what? Um, I'm neglecting my alcoholic duties, and I've forgotten to open the can, so best noise in the world. There we go. I am on today a Burning Sky uh, Artisan Brewers and Blenders Barley Wine at 9.5%. And this is, I'm, I'm not so hot on barley wines. I've had a few of them before. But this is one that you got me for my birthday. <laughs> so it's been oh, in the fridge. There you go. It's the last one. It's been in the fridge nearly two months. I've just not been in the mood for a barley wine until now. So and I thought, why not? Because it's coincidentally the weakest beer in my fridge. And it is a school night after all. You do get some very high percentage barley wines, though, don't you? I think I think there was uh, like a seventeen percent one from Tartarus that we've had before. So if if you log on to TartarusBeers.co.uk and put in the promo code UTT Podcast fifteen, get fifteen percent off your high percentage yeah, barley wines. You do, but this is just a a steadier way nine and a half percent. Fair enough. I am drinking, believe it or not, a beer that is called. 51 degrees, 34 minutes, one second north, and zero degrees, two minutes, 55.5 seconds west, pale ale, from Wildcard Brewery. And okay. the reason it's called that is because on the 11th of February, 1945, a V2 rocket fired from Nazi Germany landed on the Walthamstow Marshes, uh, it says the rocket, one of 1,258 such weapons uh, fired at London during World War II, blasted a huge crater in the marsh, which remains to this day just bizarre that they'd um, put on the geographical coordinates. Um, there's a picture of the V2 in the football ground on the yeah. on the camp. That is very cool. Yeah. So there you go. Never let it be said that this podcast isn't educational. I'm gutted because when I was on Bam Bam Podcast the other day, I had, it was a Lowlander IPA from Lowlander Brewery, which is a Dutch uh, brewery. Uh, it, it was all right, but had a little story on the side of it saying that um, Dutch, uh, Dutch sailors used to bring back monkeys and trade them for their bar debts in, uh, <laughs> in uh, you know, it's like, what? Why am I reading this? Uh, eh? Yeah. So they'd have bardettes, but they'd give them a monkey. Yeah. And the bardette would be wiped clean. Yeah. Apparently. But Andy just wanted to talk about Kenny Loggins. Yeah, I'm sure Andy wanted to talk about Kenny Loggins. (laughs) I'm sure that was all Andy's doing. 
It's all Andy's fault. It is Andy's fault because if we hadn't chosen that chart, we'd have never got on to Kenny Loggins. He just, he just chose one. It's like, oh, we're doing this chart because it was the day Alexander Wolf was born. It's like <laughs> that's as tenuous as some of the beerlings you make. Yeah, I know. It's outrageous. So this battle royal that Tank is going to be in is from the third of March, two thousand Thunder. The show yes. starts with a recap of Tank kicking the shit out of uh, DDP, which is always enjoyable. Liz slapping Russo, which was very enjoyable. Yep. Sting and Vampiro in the ga- uh, graveyard, which is very enjoyable. Uh, the Hogan and Kidman rivalry, which <laughs> actually was very enjoyable. And the Tank versus David Arquette match, which uh, left a sour taste in our mouths. But up until that point, it was very enjoyable. It was, and we loved seeing David Arquette as well, so it's all Yeah. So then we get a scene that says, earlier in the night, we see the Millionaire Club awaiting Bischoff and Russo's arrival. We've got the Millionaire Club and Horace there. Horace. Yeah. Mr. Findus himself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's he's a complete hanger-on. He's a worse hanger-on than Brutus the Barber Beefcake, isn't he? The wrestling dingleberry. (laughs) So a limo pulls up um, outside the arena and then the big doors go up and the Millionaires Club run out and beat up Russo and Bischoff and Bagwell. And uh, then we get later in the day, Russo's kicking things over in the New Blood dressing room and shouting at everyone because they weren't there to protect him. Uh, And then we get the start of the show. The uh, New Blood is out in the ring. Russo's calling out the Millionaires Club and Millionaires Club come out to the uh, the top of the ramp, we get not only the Standing Millionaires Club, the Misfits in Action are there, Chronicle is there, Kurt Henning, Conan are all at the top of the ramp. and uh, all, the, all those well-known huge names in wrestling. Well, I think, I think some of them had started just aligning with the Millionaires Club. It was a bit of a misbalance uh, when they first announced it because it was only like the top five or six people in WCW was in the Millionaires Club. Yeah, they had to, they had to pad it out pretty quick. Yeah, they did. Russo saying that the fans only cheer for the Millionaires Club because the fans are scum. And tonight there's going to be New York rules for every match. And that means no referees, no rules. Interesting. So that means no pinfalls and it's just win by knockout. You have to count the pinfall yourself. Oh dear, sweet shit. Well, at least they were trying something new. Uh, You know, Give them a bonus point for trying something new uh, and, and see how it goes. So the first match we're going to get, Jeff Jarrett's out representing the New Blood, and he's against Canyon, who's in the Millionaire's Club because he's a mate of DDP. I was going to say the irony of this position. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Jeff Jarrett with the New Blood and Canyon allying himself with the old guard. Yeah. It's just because he's a mate of DDP and David Arquette, really, isn't it? Um, Jarrett's, only, Jarrett's only New Blood because he's mates with Russo. Yeah, yeah, so it's just, it's not what you know, it's who you know, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So we get Kimberly cutting a promo out. She calls DDP a bar-bouncing bum from uh, Nowheresville. It was actually a pretty decent promo from Kimberly, to be fair. Oh, fair dues. Yeah, which we've not really seen before. We've we've seen her trying to bat off Mean Jean's affections, but that's about the (laughs) the limit of her uh, (laughs) promo. Creepy Mean Jean. Yeah, in in the Neil Armstrong um, 
Space Museum yeah. in Wascanetta that, that Graham visited. The, the site of Kindle is... Uh, the, house, the, house that, the house that Mean Gene built and the, the halls that Graham wandered. Yeah, yeah. This is where Mean Gene hit on Kimberley. Yeah, they've got X marks the spot. So the match starts really hot in the aisle. Kimberly actually goes for a, a chair shot on Canyon, but DDP stops her. She tries to hug DDP, but DDP diamond cutters her and gives her a guitar shot. So, yeah, uh, you wouldn't see that in today's wrestling. So I was going to say, Kimberly's been through worse. Let's not forget that time she was thrown out of a moving car. Yeah, to, to be fair. And in all the confusion, Canyon gets uh, gets a win. So the Millionaires Club is 1-0 up. Yeah, fair deals. Yeah, the next match is uh, The Wall versus Lex Luger. Uh, it's going to be a New York rules match, but obviously, because The Wall's involved, it's also going to be a tables match. Naturally, no rules. He can bring as many tables on his head as he likes. Exactly, uh, and uh, that, that's what he's going to do. Before the start of the match, uh, Russo comes out with Elizabeth dragged by security, and Flair comes out, and we end up with Flair and Russo on commentary. Often in modern wrestling, when you get two people in a rivalry on commentary, they just, like, have snide remarks at each other. Flair and Russo were trying to hit each other with baseball bats across the commentary team. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds pretty funny, actually. Yeah, yeah, I I mean, one of the things typified of this era is it's how you'd actually react as a often in wrestling people don't react how you'd expect them to react this felt very much like you know when a uh, a boxing press conference goes south yeah yeah it, it felt very much like that you you know they, they weren't uh, you know they weren't maybe going as hard as they could have done but they certainly were who's got the biggest dick sort of thing whereas in modern wrestling you never get that level of intensity to be fair, with the way that most press conferences go south in boxing nowadays, it was probably it was probably less pro wrestling here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in all fairness. So I, I did quite like that. To be yeah. fair, Luger ends up racking the wall, but Russo runs in and hits him with the baseball bats. But he, he ends up dropping the wall through the table, and by default becomes the winner. Okay. Yeah, messy finish, but I can see it. Yeah, the franchise and Buff Bagwell run down and beat up Flair, uh, who's been on commentary, and then Chronic come down for the save. Chronic are getting a lot of play out there at this point. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, uh, it's this new... The new defection to the Millionaires Club is working out well for them. And then the next thing we come back, and, and I did like this at the start of the match, Flair's in the ring, and he's still groggy from the beatdown. So Nice. You know, they're saying, you know, obviously this has happened. We've been to commercial, you know, he's still got the ill effects. And Billy Kidman comes out and says that, you know, he's been drawn as uh, Ric Flair's opponent. And tonight, Ric Flair, I'm going to make you famous. <laughs> I like that. I really like that. But when you said he's been, uh, Kidman's been drawn as Flair's opponent, imagine if he'd have done like a prop comedy bit and turned up with a caricature of himself wrestling Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if only Sam Shaw had been around, or um, whatever he was called in NXT 2.0. Dexter Loomis. Loomis, that's the one, yeah. Better name, to be honest, though, than Sam Shaw, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The one time WWE rebooted someone with a better name. (laughs) 
Yeah, Conan and Ray are um, back from their Grand Theft Auto style assault from Kevin Nash uh, on the previous Nitro and the, the rundown and attack flare, but the luck's run out because Nash comes down for the save. Conan tries to run away, but Hogan grabs him and throws him back in the ring. Uh, and then Mike Awesome comes down and Hogan and uh, Nash are sort of trying to double team him. Uh, and Nash ends up jackknifing Mike Awesome. In all this confusion, Kidman runs away and Flair wins by count out. Oh, so much for no rules then. No, no. But, you know, we're working towards this Kidman and um, Hogan thing at the pay-per-view, so uh, at least there were sort of threads tying towards it. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, so it's 3-0 to the Millionaires Club. Uh, next up, DDP versus Vampiro. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Actually, I mean that genuinely, that is an interesting match. Yeah, it would have been, although on Vampiro's way to the ring, Sting attacks him and gives him a bloodbath. Um, there's literally a, a pot of blood there. He rolls him into the ring and DDP gives him a diamond cutter. Um, oh, shit. We get, we get a shot backstage, Russo shouting at the new blood, but Bischoff is trying to piss out of the calm ahead and calm everyone down, because they're 4-0 down at this point. Yeah. So Sting's already out, so then his next opponent's going to be Mike Awesome. Okay, um, again, intriguing. Yeah. Awesome is still selling a bad back from the attack uh, a couple of segments ago. Good, like that. Yeah, yeah I, I really liked that, I really liked that. So Sting wasn't in the ring at this point. He's gone back. Mike Awesome says, Stinger, why don't you get your Batman ass down here? He's not, he's not Batman. Kevin Nash would know if he was Batman. He would. He was a massive Batman fan. Well, he was, he was Commissioner Gordon, didn't he? Yeah, Kevin Nash when he got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Ferrara era. Mike Awesome shouts at the Misfits in Action who are sat at ringside. They've been fired previously, and uh, several of them attack him. Uh, and uh, that enables Sting to get the Scorpion Deathlock on. Basically, all of them, apart from Hugh Morris, who stays in the crowd. Then Vince Russo uh, is telling Scott Steiner that he's depending on him to get a win for the New Blood, and Scott Steiner says that um, he's going to win for himself. He's not going to win for the uh, Blood. That's very typical Steiner. Yeah. Then we get Scott Steiner versus Hulk Hogan. Um, not in the main event, yeah. Oh. Um, Scott Steiner calls Hogan out. He said he's going to make Linda Hogan call him the big bad booty daddy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And he's out there with um, the uh, NWO girls, so I don't know how they felt about this. They end up fighting into the crowd, and Humorous, who's still sat in his seat, ends up holding Steiner for Hogan, and they end up double-teaming him in uh, in the crowd. Steiner calls for help, and nobody comes out. So Steiner yeah. ends up walking away. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. And then we get a scene backstage where the New Blood are sort of reacting to, to this loss. Eric Bischoff is on the phone telling somebody at the other end to get there as soon as they can. So all I can assume at this point is, who's the hired gun of the New Blood at this point? David Arquette. It could be Tank Abbott. <laughs> of course it is. David Arquette's Millionaire's Club. Um, and then this can't be whoever Eric Bischoff was calling because a limo pulls up and the license plate is F-U-N-B I wonder who that could be 
Have you actually watched the Battle Royal? No, I've not seen any of it. Oh, uh, well, I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with who that you, is. You specifically told me not to watch this. Yeah, no, I want to see your reaction when you see who that is. So the New Blood are 6-0 up. So the next match is Shane Douglas and Buff Bagwell, uh, who are the current tag team champions, versus Chronic. Douglas and Bagwell's an odd combination. Bagwell is the person who's been the tag champ with the most people in WCW. Yeah, I know, but I just, I don't know, just Shane Douglas and Buff just, I don't know, it doesn't seem like they gel, but then again, they're both really good, so maybe they did. Yeah, I mean, they're both decent promos. Yeah, Yeah. very true. They're both cocky bastards. True. Yeah, and I mean, Buff is fam- you know, famously totally buffed. He was tagging with Lex Luger. It feels to me a more natural fit, Bagwell and Douglas, than Bagwell and Luger. Yeah, fair and point. Consider, consider some of these other tag team partners, like the Patriot. <laughs> oh, God, now I've got the American Meals music stuck in my head. Oh, no, that was Scotty Riggs. <laughs> no, I know, but it's because we're talking about Bagwell in tag teams. <laughs> but this is it, it's everyone. The only person who's tagged with is Tank Abbott. Yeah, Tank Abbott doesn't make friends. No, no. Ah, well, he, he will do soon. Yeah, so just, just wait to see who he makes friends with. God. Come on, then, let's get, let's get to it, shall we? Yeah, so... Bischoff gives the new blood a pep talk, and uh, the bus pulls up behind a bus pulls up behind the limo. When I say a bus, I'm not talking about a mega bus. I'm talking about uh, uh, you know one of these uh, massive buses that only some kind of superstar would be in. Billy Graham. Uh, quite possibly. Well, we we we, we saw Billy Graham on that episode of uh, WWF Superstars we reviewed with Matt, didn't we? And he came out. God, with that. Jung- is that desert promo? Horror that uh, Jungle Boy uses. <laughs> yeah, did, yeah, bloody hell. Oh, God, that was a strange, strange word promo when he had the spiders all over him and the snakes and whatnot. Yeah, but he, he did it before AEW, so so there you go. And, uh, and by a good mile, you know, this was 1985. <laughs> <laughs> just the 30-odd just the years. Yeah, so he got in there. So we're going to do a watch-along for this Battle Royal and the build-up to it so if anyone wants to watch along with us if you go to wcw the wcw if you go to the wcw network you can actually type that in it will (laughs) the wcw section of the wwe network and go to funder from the 3rd of may 2000 and go to 59 minutes and 57 seconds there's a shot of a limo and a tour bus behind it yeah so three two one go Okay, we've got Russo and Bischoff backstage with the new blood. Yeah, so there's Billy Kidman. Uh, They've all got weapons. The cat's got a red (laughs) shoe in his hand. Chris Candita's got a crowbar. It's a sunny with a pipe. Vampiro's got blood on him from earlier. Buff Bagwell's asking him what the fuck's going on, because he he doesn't know. It doesn't matter, because Buff's the stuff. He does. He is, and the girls just can't get enough. Um, Russo's looking dejected, but Bischoff, I don't know. Maybe, maybe looks a bit quietly confident. But pissed off. Yeah. Kidman's got That's a bar. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. New oh, blood sounds pretty good. Yeah, the fans are looking a little bit shocked. Um, 
all these people coming out. Shane Douglas is there as well. Buff Bagwell, no, no weapons is uh, dead. Then you know that's confirmed. He's brought his guns. <laughs> he has indeed. There's quite a few FUNB signs in the crowd. Yeah, Bischoff is the man. Yeah, he is, and he's a dick. <laughs> he doesn't take any effort. No, he doesn't at all. I do think, I do think it's funny in this segment because you've got Sunny in the background and she seems really subdued compared yeah. to you know what we've seen her earlier. You know, just sat in the background. Have you seen Mike Awesome with his little hammer? Yeah, I've seen the wall in the background as well. Yeah, no table. Yeah, Stasiak's there. Bischoff likes to think Bischoff's things through, so as a hothead. Well, if he'd have thought things through, the NW would have survived. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he'd not put Kevin Nash in charge of booking, that's the that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think about Bischoff uh, letting the grey come out? I like it. I, I was. I was sort of introduced to Bischoff, uh, you know, in 95 um, Nitro when he has that jet black hair. And it's always a bit jarring when I see him. I mean, obviously he was dying as the fuck <laughs> back in 95. Yeah. In the, the thing is, with Bischoff in this era, he's kind of, he falls into that effortlessly cool sort of category. And he was, you know, he was a good looking guy back in his day and all that. And the grey just doesn't detract from it, I don't think. He's still... He's a shed, but he's a, he's a pretty cool shed. He is. He uh, uh, doesn't have to try to be a shed. Um, the Millionaires Club are coming out. Ric Flair's music is playing. Yeah, the crowd going mild. Yeah, you would have thought that this would have been a bit more over with them at the time, wouldn't you? Certainly the people yeah. in the building. You know, you're getting a lot of like, cards coming out. Those curtains behind the screen is just plas- plastic bags. They look like that, don't they? They really do. So, who's there with the Millionaires Club? Uh, can't see. Yet. I've only seen Flair. Them, because it's WCW, so <laughs> the attention's in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah, so Bishop's in 11. Sting Perfects. Uh, that's uh, Hugh Morris, Hogan, Kurt Henning, Sonic, EDP. Horace Hogan, Hogan, yeah, Lex Luger, Canyon. Yeah, Canyon, that's who I, could, that's who I forgot. Yeah. Saying they've got nothing left to prove. Yeah, if you've got... Yeah, it's in um, over-the-top battle royal. Last man standing gets a shot at oh. the world title. Someone's been, someone's been on the camps. <laughs> well, that's it. Everyone has been on the show. Get him out again. Oh, did we miss Jarrett before? He's there and he hasn't got a guitar. Who cares? He's got some kind of pipe or nightstick or something. Have you seen how messy the mat is? It looks like an AEW show. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, wow. yeah, the new blood are running in. Mike Awesome's hitting humorous with his hammer. <laughs> He's just going for it, isn't he? Russo and quickly bailed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this so, is just chaos now. Sonny brought a weapon, but uh, no, no intention of using it. So the battle royal started. 
And um, yeah, there's 22 people in the ring. Chris Candito's there as well on the new blood. Gently stroking uh, Horace Hogan's arm. Yeah, while um, Humorous is giving him shots to the midsection. Yeah, and um, Brian Clark. Looking, um, sorry, looking at this, there's, there's a couple of guys in here on the Millionaires Club side who are sort of moving very laboredly. They're looking at Luger and Hogan in particular, even in a battle royal. Hogan's making the wall eat his bandana. Oh God, I bet, I bet that tastes awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It smells like rancid suntan lotion. There's a sign in the crowd saying JLS and an arrow pointing down. <laughs> time travellers. <laughs> yeah, time travellers. Yeah, that's where J- people were wondering where JLS had gone. They've gone back to 2000. Yeah, there's, sounds- a, there's a feel the bang sign. Oh, the wall's biting sting. Yeah, yeah. That sting. Yeah, that's stinging. That one the... chronic. Yeah, uh, Mike Awesome's was... hitting uh, someone over the head with a leg. Oh, just hit sting with the leg. <laughs> Did you see Kurt Hennig just smack Billy Kidman around the back of the head? Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. With, with this is, because WCW have such small rings, you, you can hardly see what's going on because everyone's just... It's like, um, it is like a British wrestling indie show where everyone's just crammed in the ring. Yeah. Flair's in his dress shoes. Yeah, he is. He's got a, a T-shirt on, hasn't he? I think Flair had had an opposition uh, around about this time and had a one so to show it. Sorry, I was, just, I was about to start chuckling then because the wall just kicked Luger in the dick. <laughs> Uh, Chris Candito and the wall are trying to eliminate Luger. Uh, the cat's weapon of choice at the moment is a scarf. Yeah, that's a bit of an odd one. Double teaming him, so that, that's not helping him. Um, Canyon's uh, hanging out on the edge of the ring, but he's rolled back in, so that's not an elimination. Double denim, Doug Dillinger's at ringside. Uh, keeping secure. Oh, a, a fan has just been escorted from um, ringside. And that's why yeah. Double Denim Doug Dillinger was there. So this is this is two shows in a row where a fans tried to get involved. And they say people weren't invested. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everyone stood up. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's well invested in this. Um, so really yeah, it's really positive. Um, looks like a pretty um, raucous crowd as well. So. They, they might not have um, yeah. had much interest when the Millionaires Club came out, but they seem invested now. Yeah. There's not a lot happening in terms of eliminations. No, no, it's keeping going. Hogan's got a pipe, so he's back to his oh, cheating one. Mamelukes. Oh, from the Nazis. Yeah, um, you can see Mama the S- music. On the... Yeah, Booker T's music's just hit. Oh, I well, Harlem Heat 2000's music, should I say, has just yeah. hit. So we're going to get um, Stevie Ray and um, Cat and Big T. And Norman, Norman Smiley. Member of Harlem Heat 2000. Oh! <laughs> yes. Hampton Heat. I can't <laughs> in the ring. I didn't see him come in. But is that Disco Inferno as well in the background? Oh, probably, because he probably came out with the Mamelukes, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so collapsed. Might have come out. Bam Bam Bigelow's there as well. Uh, Bam Bam's. Wow. Who did Bam Bam stick out? Hogan. Now Hogan's still in there. 
Yeah, because they have the oh, same oh. jacket on and uh, and Hogan, don't they? God, yeah, um, massive, was I? Yeah, was trying to um, fight Brian Clark. I, this is going to be sound bad, but I can never tell the difference between the Bryans. Well, Brian Adams, the one that sang "When You're Gone" with Mel C. <laughs> and where does Brian Ferry come into this? Well, people keep coming down to. We may see him in a minute. You know, like, oh, mother! He's got a Goldberg T-shirt on that he's torn. Oh, Rick Flair's just hit section with a lead pipe, and he's going for people. Nobody felt that. No one Well, apparently, this happened when Rick Flair punched Eric Bischoff in real in real life. He gave him a worked punch. God's sake! The trouble is Norman Smiley. Cannot see anyone. Um, so Tank's That's just punched angle. and um, he's looking around for someone else to punch if he can find anyone. Oh, Shane Douglas just punched Sting in the dick. Hogan's trying to get Jarrett out. God, yeah. That's a battle of the twats. I don't know. I prefer to go over. <laughs> You're just hoping they both get an injury. <laughs> I'll just get eliminated just to be off them off out of the ring. Oh, and another lead pipe shot to Shane Douglas's abdomen from Ric Flair there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. crowbar gone. Yeah, Mike Awesome's oh, are out. And it is... Um, it was Canyon. Stood on the first rope. He's lucky someone didn't um, toss him out. I can't even see Tank at this point. There he is. He's got somebody in a guillotine choke. It might oh, yes. Be... Bam, bam. He's prunes Chris Candito. Uh, it's just cameras moved away from him. He's just around punching people. Which classic tank. Yeah. Do you know what I just realised? I'm watching this window that can put it full size. He, he just saved Disco. It just saved Norman Smiley from Disco Inferno. Good man, tank. I can't see him now. Where's tank? Oh, he's punching Ric Flair. Oh, good. Yeah. So he's working with all the big names here. He's, uh, yeah. Uh, at and the very least. Yeah. So that's good. So we can assume that was Tank Abbott the person in the limousine that the um, new um, new blood have called to come in? You could think so. Yeah. I think he probably was. Yeah. It's it's all... for Stevie Ray again. Perfect out. Yeah. Stasiak. Perfect event, Sean Stasiak has thrown out Mr. Perfect. Revenge for the uh, the free throws. Yeah. Who's Tank going at it with now? Um, I can't. The, the, the trouble is there's so many people in the ring, it's difficult to see. Uh, oh, is that Johnny? Scott Stein is chasing referees. Yeah. No. Um, oh, Johnny, I thought Bull, Johnny the Bull was out at this point. I think that's a little bit later on. When Johnny the Bill gets his uh, torn urethra. Which Where is, is one of the... Oh, there's Tank. Oh, Stad is going through. They could have done with a bigger ring or less people, couldn't they? Yeah. But have, like, more pitting. What if... What... In someone's hat. <laughs> 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 Maybe if had, like, more people and more rings. Well, yeah, like World War Three or something. That might have been. Oh, uh, that was very difficult to watch back in the day on. 
the old God, seer. These. Um, oh, Chronicle gone. Jaded, um, they're heading on back to the pay window. Bye bye, Brian's. Yeah. Tank's still there. He's going after. Oh, he's. Nazis. Oh, Tank got an elimination. So Tank has an elimination. And now he's uh, one choking the, one of his previous victims. Tank Abbott can get blood out of a stone, which means he can get blood out of a wall. Yeah, um, but Bagwell's got his hat on again. So he must have got it back off Sting after he forced Sting to wear it. Oh, Norman Smiley. Just eliminated Norman Smiley. He's fighting back. I know, he's there. He's fine. Go on, Norman. Yeah. Imperial were going at it. Yeah. yeah. Which I wouldn't mind it seeing, to be honest. Against Flair. Uh, Flair are back at it. Whenever they get a chance, Douglas <laughs> uh, Flair uh, at each other, aren't they? Sting had the hat on and just bonked Buff with the with the pipe. Sting threw the hat out of the ring. I think that's the hat gone yeah. now. <laughs> that's been eliminated. Aww. It's a shame. It's a real a crying shame, that. Loved that. Charles Robinson at ringside looking disgustingly young. Oh, Buff's got his hat on. Buff's got his hat back and he's really happy. And Luger, Luger's come up. Was Luger eliminated and then he's come back in and eliminated Buff? Yeah, fuck Lex Luger. Dirty cheating Luger in his bloody t-shirt. His bloody t-shirt. Bagwell, Bagwell just, threw the, uh, just threw the hat back in the ring for someone to wear. Well, you know, he's paying it forward. Um, yeah, Luger just threw Bagwell into Sting the steps. Sting's on the outside. Um, Sting just took out Vampiro, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And the crowd are going wild for that. Probably the loudest yeah. they've heard him so far. They're really behind this rivalry. He's rampaged into the guardrail all around. He's just thrown him into commentary. Sent Bobby Heenan and Mike Tanay and Tony Schiavone flying. <laughs> Yeah, humorous and um, is that Chris Candito on the outside? Or Scott Steiner. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Hogan's just hit Tank Abbott and Tank Abbott's gone down to a knee. Silly bastard. Oh, Douglas and Hogan. Yeah, oh, Tank Abbott's going after Tank. Yeah, punches oh, to the midsection. And now we've got Sting and Vampiro up on the top of the stage near the Nitro Vision. Oh, Tank just dropped somebody. Oh, he's going after Bigelow again. Yeah, I don't think Big Oh Bigelow didn't get the best of it in WCW, did it? And now he's having to get punched no. by Tank Abbott. Not not well, a good day for him. Asia and uh, the Oh, who's just gone out there? Stevie Ray and Ray and. Is that DDP? Or is it Van Hammer? Oh, it could be Van Hammer, yeah. Yeah, so, um, oh, yeah, cool, Medusa in Douglas. A- Asia's choking him. Uh, you know, in the, um, they just said Mona. Together. They just said Mona. Where's Mona? Uh, Mona isn't there. They, they called it wrong. All oh, right, okay. I was going to say, it's definitely, she's definitely Asia, not Mona. <laughs> Yeah, Asia's um, hitting a magic. Oh, there's, there's Mona. She's just come in, uh, the future Molly Holly, and she's gone straight for Asia. Um, so they're fighting. It's nice to see um, the women involved in this, and 
You know, that um, yeah. Medusa's strangling Shane Douglas on the ropes. Mike Awesome's trying to pull her off. But, did did Tank you know, try and swat one of the women with the pipe? Oh, God, he did. Tank just hit Bona. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they were really treating them as, as equals at this point. Yeah, well, and, then, and women wrestling really didn't get a fair shake in WCW. No. No, the, there are moments. Oh, oh Jesus beating the piss out of the wall. Yeah, uh, Douglas just pulled uh, Medusa's legs apart and kicked a midsection. Brutal. Yeah. The wall just headbutted Asia. So, yeah, it's, it's proper intergender, this. Tank Abbott's for walking around the ring looking for someone to punch. Oh, Bigelow uh, just kicked him. Kicking the midsection from Bam Bam Bigelow. The, walls, the wall and Mike Awesome are choking Hogan. Hogan didn't want 15, to in a relative come near him and he's like, ah, fuck, I have to do something. I had about 15 different strangle wank jokes go through my head. Then Medusa stood on, uh, ooh, Medusa just copped a thing, uh, shot to the kidney from Tank. Duggan. Duggan's music. The TV oh. champions. <laughs> yes, Duggan. He's, fi- he's finished cleaning the shitters and now he's here. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Um, WCW Worldwide is here, yeah. Oh, he's just uh, eliminated um, Bam Bam, Bam. Bam. Oh, with the 2 by 4 and the cat. Duggan's cleaning house. Yeah, he's going to we'll get Jarrett next. With, with the 2 by 4 and Douglas. I mean, Douglas. Yeah, Candida. No, the wall didn't. again. No. It, it was like the, the on the B shows. They're just calling back to Vince Russo, um, rebranding him as the janitor. And he's just oh, Norman's gone. Which is a shame. And Duggan's coming in. Duggan has eliminated no! Tank Abbott. You mo- and then he's gone himself, you motherfuckers. Yeah, and now he's following Tank Abbott backstage with a stick of wood. So, yeah, Tank Abbott is allergic. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> For a man who eats lightning and craps thunder, it's a really odd allergy. Yeah. Oh, there's the limo. Who's in the limo? New blood sign on there. He's wearing leather pants. It could be David Hasselhoff. Dan's wondering. I genuinely don't know. Commentary are speculating. Millionaires Club, Dan. Who's the one millionaire in WCW they haven't featured so far? Goldberg. Well, could be Goldberg. Could be somebody else. Please don't ask, please don't ask me to think at this time, are you? <laughs> I'm drinking barley wine, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Flair's uh, being choked in the corner by uh, Chris Candito and Mike Awesome. Kidman's getting some of Hogan. Really nice, because they've got the match coming up at uh, the pay-per-view, so nice that they're you know, feeding into the rivalry there. Uh, I can mm. see in the in, still in there. There's quite a lot of new blood people still in the ring. Yeah. The Millionaires Club needs somebody to come in and help them. Um, Wall and Stasiak are high fiving rather than helping. Well, they're just trying to work out who's left. There's there's only um, Hogan and Flair. And oh God, Nick. it's Kevin fucking it's Kevin fucking Nash. You think it's Kevin Nash? Still walking the ring with his legs. We can't see who yeah. he is. I've just heard a quad yeah. pop. 
So I, I think there's only three new build people left. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. The macho man. Yeah, he's been away for months at this point. <laughs> this is a genuine surprise. This is mint. W match. Awesome. Uh, and he's coming in this, and he's giving double axe handles to everybody. God, he was massive at this point, wasn't he? Oh, completely um, jacked at this point. Double knocking knocker for uh, um, Stasiak and Jarrett. He's just tossed Stasiak out of the ring like he was nothing. He's just tossed Awesome out of the ring. Awesome. And the wall. Yeah. And the wall. Uh, Candido's trying to run away, but no such luck. The uh, WCW's Crash Holly. Candido's out of the ring. Um, Savage tries to jump over the top rope like he did at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> but uh, fortunately, <laughs> stopped him. And now he's gone through the middle rope out. Crash Holly is, uh, sorry, um, Chris Candito is uh, caught up in the guard. <laughs> right the side. Oh, Jarrett. Oh, Jarrett huh. Yes. So I've got well, When was Spider-Man? Savage, Savage went over through the middle rope, so technically Savage wasn't eliminated. Yeah. So we've got Kidman, Hogan, Douglas, and Flair, you know, um, four guys that hate each other, so this is really good. And Savage, who hasn't been eliminated. He hasn't been eliminated, but I, I, he might be off to the pay window at this point, we don't know. Um, it's, the match, it's the match of madness getting the better of him again. Yeah, the, the crowd are really enjoying this. There's a 420 sign in the crowd. Uh, I was reminded earlier about the RDV um, 420. <gasps> yes, Brett. Heart. Jesus. This is mint. That was a piss week clothesline from Hogan. Yeah, Brett Hart's in there with a chair. chair yes. Hogan. Get him, Brett. Yeah. You, you defend your son against Hulk Hogan. There you go. Pat's Billy Kidman and no, wasn't me and he's off home. <laughs> Heavily concussed that heart oh, just now Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Ooh, that was oh, awkward. Kidman is the ropes and Hogan pulled the top rope down and Kidman fell out. DDP and Jarrett are still fighting on the stage and Russo's oh, out. God, friggin' Russo. Things I say this is somebody who likes Russo, you know, Russo's booking. Let's put a figure far on Douglas because it's a Royal Rumble. The Mr. Uh, Batshot. Yeah, Russo, yeah, the camera works crap, isn't it? Mr. Batshot that Russo did to break up the figure far. Flair's chasing Russo with the bat. bat another bat shot to Douglas, and Douglas is out. Bloody hell. Yeah. Rick Flair. So, Rick, Rick Flair and Randy Savage. Yeah. Come on, Randy. Oh, no, they, 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 they've said that Randy Savage is gone. They're playing Flair's music, even though Randy Savage was never eliminated. So Randy should have jumped over the top rope. Jesus. Macho Man and Flair uh, raised arms in the wing. Yeah, I, I, I guess the workers missed Kidman putting Hogan through the table because WCW. Oh, this yeah. is a really awesome go-home. Count for Kidman on top of Hogan through the table. Um, although Kidman's looks pretty unconscious at this point. And Jarrett and um, DDP are climbing the Nitrotron. 
This is awesome. It is awesome. And the crowd are absolutely loving it. I mean, the surprise return, entrance and returns we've had. Yeah. What happened there? Uh, we just missed it again with the um, the uh, camera work. Um, I think Jeff Jarrett put DDP, uh, threw him off the scaffolding and he went through um, a table at ringside or, or the um, platform area. Uh, Savage is trying to pick Hogan up. I mean, there was a lot going on. This was a great segment, but the camera work really let it down. Yeah, it did. Because I'll be honest, I thought um, there was a Laparka sign back there. Um, I thought they were still fighting on the uh, uh, up the thing, uh, Jarrett and DDP. Yeah, I, I don't know. Somebody went through it. Oh, Jarrett's there with his guitar raised. So obviously it was. Of course DDP. he is. Um. There's a sign saying we need the match show, man. And he turned up, so that worked out well for him. And that's the end of the segment and the end of the show. Oh, what a, what a great way to actually to, to go into Slambury. That is brilliant. Yeah, it, it was a really hot way to go in. I mean, the amount of return, you know, I was watching this. I, I'd forgotten that Randy Savage came back for this. Bret Hart coming down, the women getting involved, Tank Abbott being the person that the new blood had called to come in and help them. Yeah. You know, all absolutely brilliant. Sorry, I'm just saying I'm actually I'm finding Slambury now so I can uh, watch a little bit of it after we finish up. And that's exactly what you want. It's the go-home show, and if it's made you want to watch the pay-per-view that follows it, then it's done its job. Yeah, absolutely, and that's... well. Thing is, I can't. I can't really say that because I don't watch a lot of modern wrestling, especially not keeping up week to week. But it's obviously, obviously, it's something that's been sorely lacking. You know, even getting me to watch week to week. Never mind going into a big show. Yeah, but I, th- I think this one definitely did its job. You know, so I think this is two really good episodes of WCW back to back with the uh, Nitro and Thunder that we've viewed for the last couple of uh, on booking the Tankataris. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell you what, I'm actually I'm just looking through the card as well for Slambury. The Artist versus Chris Candido for the WCW Cruiserweight title. Norman Smiling and Mystery Partner versus Terry Funk. And we know and who the Mystery Partner is. Hennig. I don't know. Oh, you'll enjoy who the Mystery Partner is. General Rection versus Scott Steiner for the US title is an odd one. Mike Orson versus Chris Canyon, fair enough. Lex Luger Bagwell, they've been building to that. Shane Douglas, Ric Flair, I bet it's a hell of a match. Vampiro versus Sting. Kidman Hogan, I want to see that. And the Ready to Rumble Cage match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that, that was a great ending and then really makes me want to watch Slambury. Yeah. But uh, Tank should have got more. Slambury at this point as well, to be honest. <laughs> Tank Abbott isn't involved in it, though, so. I know. It's a shitter, but. Tank should have got. Tank should have been final. He should have been the winner, but you know, should have yeah. at least been final four. Yeah, storyline story be damned. It was a shame that it wasn't. It, it was nice that Tank got the recognition as the person that Bischoff would call when the seven nil down. Yeah, yeah, you call your biggest gun. Yeah, um, I just wish he'd got a few more eliminations and been a bit more devastating. Yeah, it was booked really weird, this match, to be fair. And it was just so packed. Uh, it, it was a difficult visual. But it, 
with all the returns and the surprise entrance, it, it did feel big. The crowd really invested, re- really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this counts in Tank's record, to be fair. Uh, and, you know, no. age don't count them in people's records. Um, you know, that this is kind of, this is kind of a free hit. It's like a cup match rather than uh, a league match. It's a, it's an exhibition bout compared to a fully fledged fight. Exactly, exactly. So we asked the question on the on booking the Tankatari Twitter at UTT Tank. Tank Abbott got paid roughly sixteen thousand dollars for each WCW match that he had on TV. Who is the hardest wrestler that you would fight for sixteen thousand dollars? This will be a laugh. Yeah. So five nerds go at five nerds go said uh, I'd have a go at Suzuki. It'll be over inside sixty seconds. Elbow sleeper, then pile driver, or uh, just kick him in the balls, take the DQ, and run out of the arena to the nearest plane out of Japan. Yeah, but if you kick him in the balls, then you're only delaying the first thing you said by about five seconds. You are. Your brother Cam um, at Cam Griff ninety two said Gilberg. Come on, kid. We both know that Gilberg would take you. Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris one. Uh, I think he thinks it's New York rules for the night because he said Alexa Bliss. <sighs> Christopher, stop it. Stop uh, it. James at eighties and nineties wrestling said the Dynamite Kid. Okay, Dynamite Kid in his prime is going to fuck you up. Yeah, two ways yeah. about that, but fair play to you for trying. Stu at Stu the Iron Man said, I'd do a death match against Slade for 16,000k and not a penny less. Need to leave something for the family after I've massacred. I don't know if Noddy Holder would be that hard an opponent. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I didn't know there was a wrestler called Slade. <laughs> he only comes out at Christmas. <laughs> High five, Tom. Uh, high five, Tom. Said Hornswoggle. Again, I think Hornswoggle will probably kick the shit out of you. Yeah, Simon Garner at Booted Nova said Norm Furnham. Do you remember Norm Furnham? I know the name. Yeah, he was like a jobber in TNA. Uh, they had like a tactic. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. A, he was a real skinny dude, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Gamey Lannister at Vale Tordo Bro said, Meng, uh, I wouldn't pull any punches though when I'd work stiff the whole match. You'd die, to be honest. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Norv Furnham. Norv Furnham was is Peter Avalon. or something. It's Peter is he Peter Avalon? All right, well. Yeah, North Furman, North Furnham in 20, 2013 to 2015 TNA is Peter Avalon. Wow, there you go. A man who trains with former WCW World Heavyweight Champion and man who beat Tank Abbott, David Arquette. <laughs> oh, um, I said that I'd have to go for tiny Pete Butch Dunn because he's tiny. <laughs> He did kick the fuck out of you. Unless I sat on him. Then he'd be fucked. <laughs> then, he'd be, then he'd be reenacting the old uh, Flat Stanley books. Yeah. If I don't catch Pete Dunn, then, you know, he's got a decent chance. If I do, he's, he's absolutely fucked. 
<laughs> That's what I've always said. Like, just, you know, if anybody ever jokingly says about, oh, go on, I'll fight you, I'll fight you. I said, as soon as you come within range, I'm grabbing old and timber. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd be like a tube, then they'd be like a tube of toothpaste. It's either going to shoot out their ass or out the top of their head. Although, to be fair, Pete Dunn's probably too small to catch. <laughs> Set of tweezers. And if you do catch him, you've got to throw him back because he's too small. <laughs> um, Just hold him by his forehead like Scrappy do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mr. James at TPK James said Ahmed Johnson. Oof, you're getting a shit kicking, mate. <laughs> you said almost any of them, you need the money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too proud to take an ass kicking off anybody for 16 grand. Patrick at Muck just tweeted said probably Arquette. Oh, that'd be interesting. I think yeah. David Arquette might fuck him up. Yeah, 110 pounds of whoop ass. <laughs> I think I've had bigger shits than that. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about things. Had bigger shits then. All hail Queen Zelina, Bain Allen 05, said Michael Stunt. <laughs> oh, yeah, nah, yeah uh, you're, definitely, you're definitely beating up Marco Stunt no matter who you are. Yeah, definitely. Excuse me, a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you, Dan? You can find me on Twitter at DanGriffin21, usually tweeting about wrestling that's minimum six weeks out of date or movies that are 25 years out of date. Uh, you can also hear me on the Doctor Who pod uh, with Cy Powell, uh, where we're going into season two, or probably already in season two by the time this airs, uh, looking at classic Who, new Who, and just seeing what lands for us as, uh, as fans, respectively. Uh, so we're on Twitter at the Doctor Who pod. Uh, that's the D-R-W-H-O-P-O-D and just search the Doctor Who pod on all good podcast providers. You'll find us on Radio Techers. Superb. You can find me at UTT Rob. It's really more about the mutuals than it is about the followers, so I'm absolutely more than happy to follow back. You can find the main show at UTT Podcast. In Season 2, we're looking at the first and last of wrestling. At Season 1, we looked at the highest rated episodes, uh, highest and lowest rated episodes uh, for each creative period of the Monday Night Wars, so all of those are really worth checking out. On the same feed you can find the one man's meat podcast where at scottish juggalo danny and the real chris bellis are looking at forgotten storylines wrestlers um that you know might not be the most loved uh, you know uh, things that um you don't normally expect so uh, they're really worth checking out too and as is their side project sorry rob to cut you off but i just wanted to mention it their side project disgusting awful uh, where they're discussing uh, classic horror films and also some of the uh, the lesser-known ones as well. So if you're a horror fan, do get on that. That'll be yeah. on their own channel, though, I believe. Yeah, and uh, on their own channel as well, um, The Real Chris Bellis is going through Monday Night Wars and acceptable in the 90s. Yeah, taking a bit more of a positive spin on things and harkening back to, uh, to I suppose you could call it a simpler time. So uh, go go check out all of those. You can follow this show at UTT Tank, and you'll find some hashtag Tank facts. Uh, get involved there to find out what the hardest man in the world has legitimately done. Yeah, all 100% certifiable facts. Uh, you can hit, read about them all in Tank Abbott's uh, autobiography, also known as the Guinness Book of World Records. Joking aside, Tank Abbott's actually written a few novels. So when we get to the end of this run... You never we have a new book club. We may end up doing a book club. 
The most about <laughs> MMA fighters have kicked the shit out of people. I, I, I cannot think where on earth he got the inspiration for. Me neither. I just assumed that you'd open the uh, open the book and it'd be like one of those pop-up birthday cards, but it'd be a fist to the face. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. So the next time on Unbooking the Tankatory, Tank Abbott is moving on and he's going to have a match against Scott Steiner. All right. I'm in for that. That could be absolute chaos and carnage. I'm definitely in for that. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. So that'll be the next one. Thank you for listening. Monday night in trying to dispose of DDP and David Arquette for the new blood. You know good and well whose side he's going to be on. Has to be for the new blood, doesn't it? All night we've been talking about the strength and numbers of the Millionaires Club, but in this over-the-top elimination match to gain a shot at the world's heavyweight title, things have switched now where the strength and numbers is totally with the new blood. Did Tank Abbott get in the ring yet? If you see, you know, who can tell him? If you see bodies dropping, you'll know. Yeah, he's in there. He's right in the center of the ring, and he's fisticuffs. Oh.